Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. Normally, you would hear Corey's sultry voice doing our introductions, but he is at the happiest place on Earth where he had to ride out a uh, tropical storm last night. So, uh, joining me in the cockpit's chair tonight, you know him, you love him, the titan of our Tower Vanguard, Yidus Deletus, the Baracus. The harbinger of Ragnarok, oh. the man who wishes he had his own Leviathan axe. Maybe one day he'll be worthy enough. A one Johnny, slumming it again, slumming it again with my bitches. Um, in case you're wondering, I do not have a whole lot of energy tonight. Um, my girlfriend and I finally got hit by the COVID bug. Everyone, it happened. Two and a half years. She's a healthcare worker. You broke man. your streak, man. You were going strong, dude. I w- I was going full. I I was multiple times flawless on this, by the way. <laughs> um, but I forgot to reset my card, and uh, here we are. I was literally just thinking like two weeks ago, like goddamn, I really need to like set aside some time to go get um my second booster because I have to set aside a couple days because it knocks me on my ass so bad when I get one of those shots. Yeah, it can really it. Um, it your mileage it, may vary, but it can absolutely whoop your ass that vaccine. Dude, it, if it fucks me up, something fierce. I have to like make sure I set aside a few hours to do. Oh, like a couple, well, not a few hours. I have to set aside a couple days. Like, better not get anything done the rest of that day, and have like another day or two to just lay around because I'm gonna be tired. I'm gonna feel like shit. Well, I have taken two rapid tests. I personally do not have it. Um, I have a pretty, I have a pretty wicked cold, and I think I have the beginnings of. Um, she not only has COVID, she has strep throat. So, um, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's viruses been a, are out there teabagging on the field, dude. They're they're teabagging. They got a we ran. It's bad. It's all bad news out here. Um, and then on top of that, Telesto decided to become sentient this week, and there's a basically non-existent twab. Um, John and I are gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little bit of Telesto. We're going to talk a little bit of Destiny. There's not a whole lot of Destiny to talk. Um, Corey will be back next week. We'll have uh, another show or two before... Two shows, I guess, maybe, before Thanksgiving. I need to look at my calendar real fast. Um, I think we'll have another two shows before Thanksgiving. Uh, One show. We'll have one one more show before Thanksgiving. I take that back. And then uh, we'll be back for one episode before the next season. So two shows before the next season. Um, Very... uh, anxious for uh that comp rework news which i suspect is uh well it has to be coming on either the 17th or the first yeah what's um, the what's the twab forecast before uh the next season launches you think we're going in completely blind God, other than dude, uh, i'm i don't know and it's like it, it's making me a little anxious because like at a time when community sentiment is like at one of its lower points and i want to i like want to kind of address that for a second like the white elephant in the room because yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of complaints online. I've seen a lot of people like running around posting that Steam screenshot of, oh, this is the lowest player count that, that the game's ever had. Um, we have at least five, six instances, I believe. At least six. It may be a few more instances where the population was lower, and it is always at the end of a season or at the end of an expansion. And we are at the end of the third season. People are starting to feel some fatigue. I will say that I do not think overall that the seasonal structure has been as good this year. 
I think last year it was such a hit because man, we we had a really accessible raid in Deepstone. We had some awesome story stuff happen with Crow and with the Hawkmoon quest. We had uh, Presage. We had the season of the Chosen uh, plot line. We had Splicer. Like, oh my god, we're teaming up with Mithrax. We had Season of the Lost. We're back in the Dreaming City. Sabathun is actually here. In the we got a new waifu universe. in Destiny with Cadel. Oh, dude, Z- Zavala finally found love in a hopeless place. It was great. It's been fantastic. I think, like, the one thing I seem to see, like, across the board is that the sentiment is that the story team has only gotten better. It has only gotten better through all of this. Like, from Arrivals onward, it's only gotten better. And I completely agree. Completely agree. We, we've gone through two and a half years now of the, the sh- by far the longest time we've ever gone in Destiny with good meaningful plot beats in every single season this season might be like i see a lot of people arguing but i think this season is like kind of our first tease for plot lines that will be resolved after the final shape but they need to start planting the seeds now um but it's also very clear that mithrax is one of our greatest allies going into the fight against the witness right um nothing that Corey and i haven't said before but i think you combine that with how exhausting this seasonal seal is and it's it's a bad one i i go and get these pretty easily and like i know there's always some weird requirement it's like okay fine i don't mind doing it this season really really got to me and if it wasn't for a cool title and i didn't really want that seasonal this is where they this is where they get me man they get me with the seasonal pins okay they get me with the badges i really like the insignia uh because it's the insignia of the pirate flags i really like it but at a certain point some of these requirements are ridiculous you know we, we had people complaining about you know the, the champions step you know and the i agree ruffians i well uh, that's another one time i'm talking about several weeks ago we talked about one of the weekly quests on the season pass was for uh, go kill 50 champions or something and you got like six times the progress in master catch crash and then they just auto completed it for everyone because it was ridiculous to tie that to a weekly quest and i completely agreed with it at the time i thought okay this is a little silly the fact that they saw that it did not think oh we need to nerf the ruffian step was a pretty bad misread but that's not even the most egregious thing so imagine that you've suffered through that and you've got if you are one of the the few the proud the brave the ruffian slayers who got this before week 10 you got to be sitting there toast and thinking man i'm feeling pretty good then you open up week 10 and you realize that the final repute that you need in order to finish the board for the season which is one of the chat which is one of the requirements for the seal is go open 15 more <laughs> chests at the end of expeditions you have already at bare minimum, you have done 25 of these runs, and that's if you have teammates that cooperate at every single step of the way. They I do really, not think, They I, really, I really at, turned the knob on grind just too far overall. It's, it's funny. You know, it, it, it's, it, right. It, it's, it's a little funny, right? Because like you, you have a lot of these content creators who are like, we need more of a grind! There's no grind in this game anymore! And then they did this, and they're like, wait, no, not like this! Like, <laughs> yes, no very much not like this like the seasonal seals as far as i see them are supposed to be the ones that the more casual players can earn yeah um i'm not opposed to having something a little challenging in them 
Um, I think the time trial ones can sometimes be a little challenging for those who don't like to use LFG or having to do like a master version of an activity. Okay, I don't think that's too unreasonable. I'm doing something like this, though, just like kills your will to live. And then on top of that, on top of this egregiousness, we got the Ghost Rider seal for Festival of the Lost. And I, co I covered this last week, my exasperations with this seal. Um, Zhao and I were uh, grinding some stuff out, and I was just like, ev after every run, I was just like, man, I just want to die a little. I want to die a little bit more each time because it's like, do I want to go bang out 35 haunted sectors, which is awful, by the way, or do I want to go suffer through ruffians yep. and then know I still have to do an additional like seven or eight runs to finish my final repute. Um, man, I don't know with like three weeks left in the season. I don't know if I have it in me. I don't know yeah. if I have it in me to, uh, to do like seven more expeditions and you have to take up the treasure at the end, which means I have to go do more catch crashes on top of that. And I feel like they got that backwards. Honestly, I, I feel like expedition should have been the thing you do once a week and yep. then you go grind catch crashes. You know, that would have been more fun and more. I just don't understand in what reality we didn't, <clears throat> we decided not to make every champion count as a ruffian and why yeah. there is some absurd requirement to get them to even spawn. And the fact that they despawn within 20 seconds if you don't do a very specific, you know, it, there's, it's well, weird. Well, we, we fixed that. It took half the season, but we fixed that. Oh, did they finally fix it? Yeah, they, they, uh... they did it as a hot fix because that's what we were all laughing about. Like, oh, so you, you hot fixed this, but you didn't fix the actual requirement. Okay. Or the timers. Okay. Okay, cuz. I got you. Um... I think that kind of like points to part of why player engagement is down a little bit is some of these ridiculous requirements. Uh, I had the same critique about uh, Haunted. I thought Haunted was a pretty rough season. A lot of people had trouble with the VIPs. You had to go kill on the Leviathan. I really lucked out in like the first two days of the season. I was just like hanging out on the Leviathan in some of these rooms. Like I literally just left my controller there while I was doing something around the house. And I heard like something spawn in and I went like my screen like went dark and I was like, oh shit, like what is happening? Went and killed him. I lucked out. People were camping out for hours to get those kills. And then on top of that, Jesus. you had to do 50 tier three runs. That is insane. Absurd. Or 50 yeah. tier three runs with claiming the chest at the end. I, I, it's the same thing we said about Dares of Eternity last year. It's it's, it's unfortunate man. when they 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 take something that's fun and make you do it until you hate it. You know, or you um, just have something that's not fun to begin with, like the uh, derelict Leviathan, and make you yeah. do it fifty times. Yeah, um, like Catch Crash and Expeditions, I think are actually really cool activities. But we have one Catch Crash map, and I understand you don't want to make a bunch of maps for something that's going to go away. I can sympathize with that. I would almost have rather those been three-person activities because maybe then you could have reused them in the Vanguard Ops playlist. Yeah. You can't do that with the Expeditions at all. Hey, I've been I've been asking for it every year since uh, Menagerie. Let's get a six, six-man playlist going, you know? Um, well, and that, that's one of the things that I, I threw out a while back is that I would actually love if they made, in the future when we go like more cloud-based, I would love if they made Hawthorne or Ikora, a vendor for that. Like, oh, yeah. there's a six-person playlist, and it, you bring yeah. back the greatest hits. You do, you throw Menagerie in there. You throw an Override in there. 
you throw... Fuck it, I'll do a Vex Offensive again as long as I don't yeah. have to do 50 of them. You, you put know? a fucking Vex <laughs> Offensive in there. You could, I mean, when Dares of Eternity gets removed, you could throw Dares of Eternity in there. Um, you could have... Ikora these... already had the, uh, the Ikora's Memories back at Vanilla Launch, yep. you know? I mean, you, you could do you could do some stuff like this, similar to how I think in the Vanguard playlist, um, there is absolutely no reason that you can't add uh, some of these, uh, oh, expunges. You could add an expunge, mm-hmm. even if it's just the one where you fight uh, uh, Kira, you could put that one in there. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I still fail to understand why Persage needed to be vaulted. That's still very weird to me. Yeah, it wasn't um, even tied to a location. <laughs> no, I I think it may be because people will get like confused uh, when Osiris inevitably comes back. Like, uh, why is Osiris kind of like evil in this? Um, but I think it it's time to move beyond the fear of confusing new lights. Like, spoiler alert, guys, they're already confused. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why Outbreak Perfected needed to be vo- why the Outbreak mission needed to be vaulted. Uh, Whisper of the Worm makes sense. Io no longer exists, but that also like exists outside of space and time. Those could be another so... fun. Uh, if we're not going to get rid of leveling, those could be another fun rotator for what's dropping a pinnacle every week. You know? I mean, yeah, I could see like you know, like I don't know, like uh, lost lights or something. Like call it something like that. Like mm. have those have those kind of rotate through um, those secret missions. You could, I mean, you could uh, make the Hawk Moon mission a little uh, addended, amended. I guess amended is the word I'm looking for. Um, and you could throw that in there. Like, um, and if we're not going to put mods as a drop in, uh, in legend lost sectors, let's, let's put them somewhere. Dude, <laughs> I don't, don't even get me fucking started. Uh, legend lost sectors is another sore point. I, like that's something that's souring me on the game right now is the legend lost sectors. Right. Like, and I don't, I don't want the top of this show to be like, Oh, here's everything wrong with destiny before we go talk about things that aren't. Let's destiny. shit about destiny and talk about two games that have nothing to do with this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's it's really frustrating though because like I understand why the player count is dipping, but to go and content creators are clearly like running out of things to do, and this isn't like a, oh let's shit on content creators, but like when you have people openly making these videos complaining about the low player counts and like critiquing it, and then having to go back and issue an apology thirty six hours later because they hadn't looked at the actual Steam database charts that the rest of us have seen, and yeah. be like yeah, so like I, I love him, but you know. Old, old Ricky Cacus did this. Uh, hey, my man's got a hustle. He just had a kid. You know what I mean? He's not even 24 hours later had to go, <laughs> hey, guys, I hear y'all loud and clear. I'm really sorry. Like, And that would be but. fine if this was like the first time that y'all did this. But it's like it's like the same 10 to 12 guys who do this every time. Every couple of seasons, they do this and are like, oh, why is Destiny's player count low? Well, if you could if you could learn how to read a graph, you would see that this usually happens at the end of the midway through the second month, maybe the end of the second month of a season. Every se- Just about every season, it dips. We are late in the year. The Trials loot has been particularly underwhelming this year. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot PvP of... PvP is PvP. PvP is a complete hellscape right now. Like, I'll be honest, like, I'm in favor of skill-based matchmaking, but this is... That has soured so many people. Um, I do not yeah. agree with the assertion that, oh, skill-based... Ma- or, uh, that Crucible keeps this game alive. I don't agree with that at all. But I think when across the board, like, yeah, sure, King's Fall is great, but King's Fall is like every other raid. Like, after about six or seven weeks, all the hardcore raiders are done because they've run it like 30 times at least yeah i don't, I don't um, think 
I don't think Crucible keeps the game alive, but it is a big source. It can be, has the potential to be, and has in the past been what you do at the end of the season when there's nothing else to do. It's, oh, sure, log sure. on and, and go I play mean, some Crucible. You know, you, you you and I are testaments to that. Like we want to play some Destiny. We don't want to hang out in strikes. We don't. Gambit is God. If we're complaining about Crucible, Gambit is like <laughs> Mad Max's wasteland at this point. Um, we we have habitually gotten our group together and we've gone and you know gone and they're just like hey you know two or three of us are online let's let's go play some control let's go play some mayhem some momentum control like iron banners next week i'll be hanging out in iron banner a little bit i really like eruption um yeah eruption's fun and that's a weird point is why it's only twice a season if you you know yeah they 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 gotta revert that we need that back to three times a season um that helps make the game feel a little bit more alive that usually that gives me a reason to log in in the third month honestly that's what's funny is it felt like too much iron banner when iron banner was the same thing for you know six years running or whatever Mm -hmm. but now that they're doing new interesting things with it they reduced it to twice a season when people actually want to play it it's (laughs) it's weird Uh, yeah there's been some really weird design choices um but I think like my biggest sore point and the one that I definitely see that I see the most and I agree with and empathize with the most is the seasonal upgrade system. I don't mind no. being locked out of things for a few weeks. Um, if it takes me like four or five weeks to complete the chart, I don't mind doing that. It's when it takes 10 weeks though. And we get that every single season. This is the... Yeah. It took until what... Festival of the Lost to get all of the upgrades for that damn table. Uh, dude, that's if you were able to get them all done. I'm still missing two because I still have to do seven more of these goddamn expeditions. Yep. I stopped caring. I, I got the pattern for uh, the scout and the sidearm and yep. the slug shoddy. And, uh, uh, I'll be honest, that, that was about the point that I wanted to dip out. But again, I'm, man, I'm a slut for pirate themed things. I'm in a pirate clan, John, okay? Oh, no, I know. I, 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 I have to do it. I have to do it. You know how much of a whore I am for this game and, and how much time I put into it. I just don't care at all. I think, about I think it's pretty titles. notable that even you're like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the biggest thing. That you I'm know how is... much, uh, what was it, Fractalus? What what did Osiris make us uh, farm in, oh, in uh, Season of Dawn? You and Phil, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. That, I dipped out at that point and said enough <laughs> is enough. But even with even with me working on this seal, this is on par to be the lowest amount of time I've played in a season since Undying. I am at level 155 in my pass. I finished Undying at 169. No other season have I ever finished below 200. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for Grandmasters, I probably wouldn't have logged in, uh, you know, last month. I would have jumped in for Festival of the Lost just to get a couple. I mean, the Sniper Rifle and yeah. uh, Jurassic Green has some Well, and the thing is, if now, you played but... Festival of the Lost in like the first three days, they give you a God roll on accident. Yeah. Of the Sniper. So I can't tell you how many Macabres I deleted how many Jurassic Greens I deleted because I got an incandescent, I got uh incandescent with, uh, I forget what my other perk was. I want to say it was uh tunnel vision. Mm. So I was like, Oh, well it's a rapid fire pulse. That's what I want on this. I'm done. I'm good. Yep. Um, yeah. I got subsistence uh, incandescent and subsistence golden tricorn. And both of those are awesome. Um, yeah. Like yeah. I, 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 and I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, right? Like I've, I've played more Fortnite than destiny. This, and I haven't played a whole lot of Fortnite either um this season it's it's just i think that's the kind of thing that i'm seeing across the board is like we're all just so exasperated but i don't it's not with the game like yes we are frustrated with the state of pvp pvp is it's unacceptable at this point how pvp is looking we we talk about this like once a month i don't want to tread old ground especially with the comp rework supposedly coming uh joe blackburn's comments the other day on twitter 
before Twitter implodes seem to indicate that that is going to come in the next uh, in the next week or two. Like before the end of November, we will know exactly what's on the table for comp rework. And I mean, good luck. Um, season before a new expansion, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a whole lot of uh, people. This is bad. John's cracking another beer. Um, <laughs> we're we know that season before uh, Lightfall is going to have a whole lot of engagement. It's going to have a lot of story threads. There's going to be a brand new dungeon. Like engagement's going to go up. You've got you've got the dawning, which I'm honestly like I'm probably not even going to give a shit about the dawning. To be frank, I was tired of this event two years ago, and I'm. It depends on what the title is. Um, Josh, that's when Titans get their coolest armor every year, though. I mean, you're a fucking Gundam, John. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to buy my Gundam armor for my Titan because I was just so oh, disillusioned no. with this game. Yeah, so I gotta wait a whole year so, to make my Titan look cool. Can I can I break the rules and yes. ask the host a question as yes. a guest? Do we think it's a bad thing that there are these moments uh, throughout the year of content where you can and should take a step back. Do we really want so much destiny that we can never turn, turn away from it for a month or a few weeks even? No. And I've been really clear on that in the past um, that I think it's healthy for the game. Destiny is yes. It, it wants to be an MMO, but it also wants to be an FPS. It wants to be a place where you come and have fun with your friends but Bungie themselves has even said, we do not want to be the only game that you play. Like, if you want to, fine. Like, there are playlists for you. But the way I always interpreted it was, don't come crying to us when you get bored. When you get to, like, when you get to season level 500 in a three-month season and you're bitching about there being stale yeah. content, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, with the amount that I play, I still feel better about myself when I land on the tower in the first two months of the season. Um and see someone who's already like 250 in the past when I haven't even gotten to, to 100 yet. You know, I play this game an unhealthy yeah. amount. <laughs> no, I and like that, that's and that's the thing. Like you, you and I both play a, a pretty, I, I would say, above average amount of Destiny. Um, but I have not enjoyed PvP in several seasons. Um, it's been waning on me. Um, the last last season's Iron Banner like kind of killed my desire to play Iron Banner for a long time because, man, playing Rift for that fucking title, fucking titles, man, I'm telling you, um, titles and seals, man. But I also kind of see the genius of the seals and titles because it keeps people like me who are hooked. It gives me something to chase, and I appreciate things like that. Like I, you know, I've been talking to Discord with uh, Ronnie and a few others about going and. Um, chasing the gumshoe title you know we were all talking about what we've got left and like i need to i've needed to do four legend of wellsprings since like march and i haven't gotten around to it and i kind of need to do it otherwise i can't buy my seal i'm yeah. gonna literally run out of time in less than a month so hey if you want to do it join the discord let's man up and do it four nights in a row i need I, people to commit for four straight nights to get this done i would love to get any of the raid titles honestly I, I would like to too and then i look at the time investment and i'm like my time can be spent but that that's the thing is like I do not feel that the reward is worth the grind at that point. And I'm starting to get that way with the season. This all, this all makes sense. That's how I'm starting to get these seasonal seals and these seasonal events. Like the game is more fun when I just play what I want to play. And I'm not worried about chasing a God roll. I mean, well, I'll always chase God rolls, but I'm yeah. not worried about like titles or triumphs or anything like that. Like, when I'm just playing this game to play it, to have fun with my buds, to enjoy a kick-ass sci-fi story, 
that's that's when Destiny's at its best. And I really I want people who want to sit here and complain about player counts to, you know, maybe take a step back and realize, hey, I understand that for a lot of the people complaining, the most vocal people in the room who are complaining, this is their livelihood. This is their life, man. I get that. I, I get that. I follow a, a pretty fair amount of content creators on Des- uh, on Twitter through Destiny. And for now. For, for now. Um, <laughs> yeah, T- TBD if they file for bankruptcy by the end of this month. Stay tuned for that one. Um, it makes it really hard to grow a podcast, by the way. Um, I think that you, you, you sit down and you look at this and you go, okay, so... I don't know, of the hundreds of thousands of people who play this game a month. And it's also worth noting, like, y'all are looking at Steam charts, like, it's still consistently on, like, the top 10, top 15 most played Xbox and PlayStation games. Like, pretty much always is. So, anyways, I, I digress. Um, you, 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 you look at this and it's like, well, I understand that you made your, you make your living playing this game and this... Like, even people like Datto have said, you know, Datto and Glad have both, you know, they have careers outside of Destiny. And they've said, you know, hey, you know, D- Datto plays this game all the time still, right? Glad yeah. dips in and out. He plays the story stuff. He does the raids, the dungeons, etc. He didn't do the grind that much anymore. And they have both right. said, we still get nothing. Like, we still, we do really good. But... Yeah destiny content when we do it is on a whole other level and i get it like this this community is so passionate and i've seen the other conversation i've seen a lot is i wish bungie wasn't working on other games so they could just work on destiny and take all those developers and put them on this guys i hate to tell you this that's that's not how game studios are working in the year 2022 um they have multiple projects going on if you do have a studio that works on one game it's usually one division of their studio. So like, yeah, you'll have like team destiny as part of Bungie. You're going to have team marathon. You're going to have team, I don't know, like incubation or, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. You can't bet on one golden goose forever either. Unless, Not yeah. To- unless you are Activision <laughs> with call of duty, which somehow, somehow, still. somehow, I mean, look at how, <laughs> look at how infrequently blizzard releases games too. I mean, yep. you, you could put blizzard in there up until like the last year or two. Um, and I think that's something to eat, that everybody's got to kind of keep in mind is that I, I saw somebody critique it was a, it was a content creator online and I'm I'm not going to name names because they're not you know they're not one of the bigger ones uh, so I'm not going to name I names mean we can it. call out nerd generalists if we need to well that's... I mean we're we're gonna call them out anyways <laughs> you know PC master race motherfucker um <laughs> I'm kidding I, I love you nerd um please don't leave me. But when you when you look at what some of these guys are saying, like one of them says, I don't understand how we got 20 maps between the launch of Destiny 2 and the end of Forsaken, and we've only gotten one map. Now, first off, that one map is absolutely fucking egregious. I want to be really clear on that. We've gotten it's one a great map rift, and a bunch map. of revivals. It's, it's great, great for map. Rift. It sucks <laughs> dick on everything else. And... Like, listen, I get the complaints about that one, but if you and, and there are a lot of valid criticisms there to pass around. If you want to, if you want to hear those, go listen to some of our stuff from last season when I played Iron Banner and I just complained about it nonstop. But if you're really going to compare, when you had like four studios working on this game, including one that their sole job was to make maps, and let's not forget Activision's big push for Destiny Two was making it a competitive esport shooter. Yep. You know. Yep. It, 
like they is clear like they are there are things built into the foundation of this game for better or worse that they can't get away from and I think despite Bungie screaming and saying we're not gonna we're Destiny 2 is not going anywhere I man I'd be fucking floored if post final shape we didn't get a new installment of Destiny uh, I mean maybe sell it for like 30 or 40 bucks if you do it and then just you know sell your seasons and your expansions like always eventually take the game free to play whatever you gotta do but the new light experience is awful yep. it's hard it's so hard to get new players into this game and i, I commend you I, for being able to play the oh go ahead go ahead john i didn't mean to cut you off that's okay i mean uh um you know i i, I think a lot about you know what could have been with destiny 2's launch because honestly the red war the red war campaign was awesome but it's everything great. around it was, it's great was, how cool would it have would it have been if they didn't announce Destiny Two? If they, you know, just one week, one reset, you log in at the tower and boom, the Cabal attack. You're you're defending. You know, if it, if that imagine if the Red War launched as a live event, how insane that would have been. Well, and I, I mean, like now, obviously, we know a lot more about game development. Like, yeah, live events really weren't a thing then, nope. and. I think now, like, their interpretation of a live event being something similar to the exorcism event is actually a really, I think that's a really unique take on a live event. Because really, Fortnite is the only game that nails these live events, but it is only for that one time, and you have to be logged in before it begins, and look at me, disconnects happen and everything else. Mm -hmm. Like, even they haven't nailed this all the way, but Fortnite's live events are still pretty damn good. They're yeah, pretty damn they, good, and I, I they think they do some crazy stuff over there. Well, they also and, have a lot of money and a lot less content, if if that makes sense. Right? You know, they're they, they're not constantly pumping out story content. Their only objective is to work on PvP. They don't have a whole PVE side yeah, of the game. They don't have PVEVP, and they they have a whole factory of artists working on skins and emotes, yes. and and that's not to talk shit. I, I no. you know I'm on the train. I, I love Fortnite. Yeah, now, we, we, yeah have spent a, we have spent an unhealthy <laughs> amount in Fortnite this year. I talked um, shit about it relentlessly for like five years, and now I've I think I've spent as much on Fortnite this year as I have on Destiny. John was uh, thought I've spent more. On Fortnite, <laughs> I'll be completely honest. And now if we count the Bungie store, I probably still spent more in oh i've definitely spent more on destiny but you know even up until like two months ago you know john you were you were like oh Fortnite, i still don't get it man i still don't get it and then just one day it clicked out of nowhere for you and i think that's how destiny is for some people like you need some time away and then you come back a few weeks later and you're kind of refreshed like i took a few weeks um oh god when was it it wasn't the end of, I guess it might have been the end of last season. Like, I usually take the last three or four weeks of a season off. Yeah. I still log in about once a week, check Eververse. Uh, maybe, you know, if, if there's people wanting to, like, go run a raid or a dungeon or something, I'll go run it. You know, that's... Or if A1 Johnny the- drunkenly sends you a Crucible invite at 11 p.m. on a Friday. 11 p.m. <laughs> for you, 1 a.m. for me. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still fun to be had. And I understand those who are complaining about the lack of content. This isn't a game that you're meant to play relentlessly. It's meant to be a game that you can play and you can set down. Now, Bungie, yeah, they want us to set it down, but they have to make consistent money also. I think the pressure for that is going to be lessened a little bit now that they're underneath the Sony umbrella. And I've seen a lot go like, they were just given $4 billion and they haven't haven't done anything. First of all, that's not how this works. They were not given $4 billion. They got to pay out to stockholders. They got to pay out to... Uh, their employees. Their yeah, one. Employees what was it? One point two or one point six of that was for employee retention. One point two. Yep. 
Yeah, but uh, money doesn't turn immediately into content. Money no. turns no. into green flagging things that we're going to see over the next couple of years. It, it turns into green flagging things. It turns and... into the <laughs> it turns into the office that they were opening up in Amsterdam, which I assume is still happening. Haven't heard anything on that front in a little while. Um, turns into hiring a, a few hundred people that just got fired from Twitter. Um. <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of reasons. I And I guess, like, I, I kind of want to wrap this because we've been talking about this for half an hour. Uh, yeah. I want to wrap all this just by saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm not here to bitch and moan. Like, I totally understand why people in the community are feeling the way they're feeling, why they're stepping away. Um, but I guess, you know, my message would continue to be the same thing. And, I mean, like, nobody really wants to hear it. But, hey, take a break, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. It's it's pixels on a screen. It's not that serious. Yep. Um, it is totally fine. I've been, pl- I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty the last couple weeks. And you know what? I probably won't touch Call of Duty now until Christmas time because I've got our uh, topic later on. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about John and I are going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Normally, Corey and I would address something like that up at the top. Uh, there's just not a whole lot going on in Destiny. We're at the end of a season. We're approaching the holidays. Uh, there's not a lot. But yep. like Corey and I have been saying, like, yeah, November and December are going to be a little bit bare in some of these episodes and you know some of these twabs and whatnot. We come back from the holidays, though, at the beginning of January, and, man, you're six, seven weeks out from uh, from a major expansion. Like, the, information's, the information should be flowing, actually, by the time yep. this next season starts. You have yep. the Game All Awards you, that week, you know? Every, everyone who's 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 crying foul right now, we're going to get some juicy yeah. twabs. You're going to get everybody that who's trailer. Crying foul. Everybody All who's you crying. sluts are going to be back at the trough. You Everyone know. who's complaining, you know what? Go go have a Snickers. Uh, you're not you when you're hungry. We'll, we'll see you in three and a half weeks for the new season. Okay, yep. that that's that's really like the but last thing I'd that, say. Yep, that's that's destiny, isn't that's it? Destiny. You know, that's destiny. Speaking of things that are destiny, though, John, because that was kind of a perfect segue. So sorry, I cut you off. Uh, what about <laughs> we're we're not really going to talk about the twad because there's nothing in there, but uh, Telesto, man, uh, this is <laughs> the been... besto. This has been a great couple of days. It's just been goofy fun. There was an emblem that was data mined last season, uh, a Telesto uh, emblem in the API. I thought I had seen that. For like six months, we've been wondering what's (laughs) going on with this emblem. Um, And then this week, they did a takeover on social media and in-game of Telesto. And it's been great. It's similar to the Savathun fourth wall breaking that we had last year. Um, it kind of gives new uh, insight to uh, Griffin, who is the uh, social media manager at Bungie, <laughs> complaining on Monday night, like, God damn it, I can't change the profile picture or our name <laughs> for Dest- it- for the Destiny account. This is absurd. <laughs> Can you imagine if the change happened inversely uh, and and Destiny 2's official account was Telesto for like the next six months? And they oh my god, they back. did get the picture changed. It is a Telesto picture now. I will note that. Um, people noticed it at Reset on Tuesday when they logged in. Somebody had Telesto and they shot it off into the sky and the bullets drifted towards the sky. But they were going in different formations. Um Paul Tassie and a few others determined that they looked eerily similar to uh, constellations, real constellations, leading a lot to speculate like, oh my god, the Dreaming we City got a star map. We like, got a star oh god, map, baby. Here, here we go again. Here we uh, Fool me, fool me four times. Shame on you, Bungie. But, you know, we, we just talked about, you know, uh, people coming back to the trial. Oh man, I talked so much shit about 
Destiny the last few weeks, you better believe I ate this shit up on Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> John and I are sitting here sending I, this back and forth. I'm bugging Corey I, while he's under a lockdown for a tropical storm. And I'm like, dude, I know you're spending time with your family and there's like a natural imminent disaster happening, but have you seen the Telesto stuff? Josh, I was literally... It, work has been so insane for me in my personal mm-hmm. life. And, I, and I've and i ran outside for a two-minute break. And I was literally that meme of Matthew McConaughey, I, uh, eyes wide, hitting a cigarette, looking at his phone, when yeah. I saw all this Telesto stuff popping up. <laughs> oh, man. It was, uh, it was great. It was great. Um, so that happens the first day. And people kind of noticed a new reload on it. Second day, the gun's behaving a bit more normally, but then volatile rounds are kind of popping off there at the end after yeah, the bullets like, explode. They're like seeker orbs from those uh, from the scatter grenades. You know? like the sc- yeah, similar to the scatter grenades are like really, really tiny Deathbringer orbs. Um, <laughs> so that was really cool to see. And right about that time is when the social accounts started being taken over. Uh, Damage and Cosmo both had to swear to God there was nothing happening. Of course... De- Bungie players, Bungie fans, Destiny players are not to uh, are, are not to be fooled, and we were convinced there was some sort of special hidden purpose, and uh, that leads me to our first piece of listener mail tonight. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, Did we get from, a letter from Telesto? From, from Ronnie. I mean, we all had some wild theories going in the Discord. Uh, mine was, you know, what if, uh, since Telestio, uh, Telestio, Telesto is uh, sentient, <laughs> What if uh, we use it to power up the uh, old Insurrection Prime down there in the Elixney Quarter? Uh, our favorite servitor from uh, Season of the Splicer and from, uh, well, a raid that no longer exists, sadly. Uh, so Ronnie writes in and he goes, uh, not a question, but a theory on the Telesto stuff. And to be clear, he wrote this in this morning, uh, Thursday. What is today? Thursday the 12th? The 10th. Thursday the, the 10th. 10th. Um, before any of the stuff that there's no quest came out. Uh, but this shows you kind of like how down the rabbit hole we were going here. Um, I believe Rasputin has found a way to take over Telesto some way searching for an exo shell and the search has driven him to do so no matter what, which will lead into our boss for the next dungeon and storyline into the next season. Is it tied to the community event? Maybe, but I've always thought us searching for other Siva now revamped into pyramid energy would be the final darkness power. Um, and then, uh, further to my point of being controlled or taken over, look no further than today's Schwab. And in the, uh, helps known issue section, there is one called Telesto and it just says help. Um, <laughs> so I want to, I want to address this real quick, um, because I, I've seen this line of thought from a few people, um, not just from Ronnie. This is not me going like, Oh, the lore says it's not going to happen. Um, but very specifically, uh, Siva, because I, I had the same thought at first also um, a couple of years ago in regards to a power. Um, and then I very quickly remember it. Siva was a technology that was developed by humans during the Golden Age. Yeah. Um, Siva is not going to be, unless there is just a, and I mean, it would have to be an absolute radical retcon to bring Siva in. Um, I think that Strand is going to serve the purpose that Siva would have. Um, Strand seems to be across because they've been very clear. Like Strand is not a darkness power; it is a technology. So I mean, like I guess you, I mean I guess you could do it. Um, I just think that anything you would do with Siva wouldn't be as cool as Outbreak Perfected. 
just to like to be brutally bluntly honest yeah um, and i think that anything dealing with siva would be foreshadowed next year uh with the return of wrath of the machine in uh season well, three of lightfall isn't that the running theory on Nia luna is that they were uh Yes, they the, built they they built everything off of Siva. The running the conspiracy theory is that this is the Exodus ship that actually managed because there were three Exodus ships that launched, and we know yep. two of them, or excuse me, one of them still talks to us. One of them still talks <laughs> to us. That's uh, that's Failsafe's ship. The other one, one of the other ones, was the one that Mara and Aldrin were on. Yep. That was the Awoken, and then. I believe, I believe this is where my this is where my understanding of the Exodus ships gets a little iffy. We never really knew the fate of the last one. I believe this would be the final Exodus ship. If it was, they had Siva because it has been said that the Exodus ships had those to help them rapidly build new colonies to recolonize. Which would make sense how anyone could make a civilization in the clouds of a, uh, you know. Gas giant of a, a gas giant planet, which is and you know, uh, very, make it uh, hospitable. Look, make it look like fucking Blade Runner twenty forty nine over here, and everyone um, has sexy armor with their with their biceps out. I'm not jealous. <laughs> Give Titan some some guns out, please. I uh, <laughs> so so I think that's probably the kind of line that we're going down. Um, and I like I'm not I'm not trying to poo poo anybody's suggestion. It's been very well mm-hmm. documented how much I did not like Rise of Iron, how much I do not care for that storyline, how I think Siva is. Siva was just a quick way to like not have to make actual enemies for an expansion they never intended to make anyways. And that, I think that's a lot of the reason why they've never really gone back to it is uh, we didn't want to do this in the first place. We kind of had to for our content. And it's it's kind of hard to ride around when you have like yes. a nanotech version of alchemy, basically, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's like a classic sci-fi trope, right? Sci-fi trope, <laughs> sci-fi trap, really. Um oh. So I I will say that I do I do I would not read that far into this. I do not think I would love to be proven wrong. I had fun with my conspiracy theory. Um I firmly do not believe that I'm going to plug Telesto up a servitor's butthole. But <laughs> but I wish I could. <clears throat> I would love for the I joke that I would love for the community event to be just like get get like 10 million kills as a community with Telesto would be hilarious. Um I do not think that there's any nefarious purpose here. I don't think this is a harbinger. But see, Bungie does these things because they know we're going to go down these insane rabbit holes, right? That's why they do these things. And then they have to put out these statements so that we don't spend weeks of our time searching for something that's not there. Which is nice of them. It's very nice, nice of them. them. I think they saw after like corridors of time, like, okay, we got to we gotta kind of restrain ourselves just a little bit here. Um you instead you get a really cool emblem out of it. I do genuinely enjoy this emblem. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, it has been there is a message in game, and I believe that message has been fixed. But it is also out on their tw- it's on their Twitter account um, for the for the Telesto emblem. <laughs> I can't believe it's so perfect. It's so perfect. The, it's the so emblem perfect. code was glitched it, for Telesto. <laughs> it's so perfect that this is coming out as Twitter is imploding. It's it's incredible. What do you think to the theory that this is a test of some sort for, you know, live, live changes, uh, like uh, this now that I them... absolutely buy, I yeah. absolutely subscribe to that theory. And I think they figured like, fuck it. Telesto's always broken anyways. My, I mean, it's the funny theory, as hell. 
The theory <laughs> but, that I still find uh, the most plausible, even though it's pretty clear they're not going to do it at this point, is that uh, they were letting us have some final fun with the gun before giving us a quest to sunset the only exotic they've ever had to get rid of. Um, I think because I think they've realized like, oh God, Quicksilver Storm, it's like the ultimate stay away from me and my son. Um, Telesto needed its time back in the, the sun. I took a little bit of offense to Liana today saying, we've had a Telesto shirt up on the shop and nobody for weeks and nobody's even noticed listen Corey and i talked about it because i saw it was like oh god i'm gonna have to buy this we saw it we're those nerds we okay. saw it i whipped out my credit card and hey here's to the running uh running pattern of random bullshit in the eververse predicting events we did get the uh the telesto uh, this shit Sparrow was and- planned yep y- y'all are so silly if you think this wasn't planned but i love this because they know they're gonna whip us up into a frenzy it happened i th- i will i like to think this was the ultimate like break glass in case of emergency oh shit the content creators break the glass break the glass do something fun with telesto and we honestly, gotta spin this it was so perfect they tweet out the emblem and immediately as to cross replies with a gif and goes is that's it it's like motherfucker yes that's it (laughs) not everything needs a quest line it's a joke it's a joke exactly i thought shah han would know better i uh i do get it though everyone's been real have been itching for that uh we've been a little uptight as a community yeah to put it mildly we've been a little little uptight and then, I mean, dude, there's even a, there was even a marketing email. See, Telesto's moments and more. Embrace the chaos. And it literally, it tells you when you got Telesto, how many ornaments you have, days that it was accident-free, and the planet you used it the most on. <laughs> and then, uh, guard, here's some other fun stats. Uh, Guardians defeated by Telesto, 2,254,960. Times dismantled, 446,120. And it has been sold by Xur 16 times. Um, they give you the emblem inside the email. You see some of the, uh, you see some of the, uh, what you call it, tweets that were out. Uh, the one making fun of Pete Parsons was pretty great. The Vanguard, Savathun, the Witness, the nine Pete Parsons. What are they before the Mind of Telesto? The I Am Telesto shirt. Uh, Telesto's Week at Bungie. Um, it's great. It's great. Um, and of course, you know, they have to make sure to tell us that the uh, the bundle isn't ever burst. But this is this is fun, goofy shit towards the end of the season when they know it's slow. Um, I think that the live event was supposed to go up this week and it just was not ready for prime time. So, hey, fuck it. Telesto stuff. Um, but it's pretty clear, like, they they planned this. Like, that's a whole marketing campaign. And that's that stuff is fun. Fun. I'm okay with that. Not every like yeah. when we started getting into like, oh look, it's making out constellations. I was like, oh my god, it could have been the nerds yeah. are at it again. But uh, no, I, I think that I think this was just some good, silly, good natured fun on Bungie's part uh, when they know that tensions are pretty high in the community um, between you know the divinity episode with salt and uh, PvP and. Gestures uh, wildly yeah. at PvP. You know, Gest- gestures wildly there. at the uh, at the current state of uh, ruffians. Um, 
but yeah, so there, there's not a lot in the Schwab this week. It's uh, There's a quick blurb about Telesto. Cauldron won for Trials, so good luck with that if you're going to go play Trials this weekend. I voted for Anomaly, just so all of you know. Um, I was going tor- to torture every single one of you who decided to play Trials this weekend. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's fine. Uh, there, there's really nothing here. They kind of openly acknowledge that. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of slow right now. Um, kind of hoping that they give us the PvP changes uh, announcement next week, just to give everybody something to stew on over uh, Thanksgiving. Make sure that we, uh, you know, keep uh, keep some of these families fed over Thanksgiving by making a bunch of outrage clickbait videos. Um, but John and I have uh, we we have something we want to move on to that's not Destiny before we get into your questions and we do a uh, special. Uh, lore corner tonight this is this was a really big week for us okay you got wakanda forever coming out and or wrapped its first season and john and i sank our teeth into two absolutely massive and wildly different video games i would be joining him in playing god of war ragnarok right now but uh i am currently playing things i can play from my bed on my backbone so i'm playing persona 5 from the bed right now (laughs) um which let me tell you something playing a hundred hour plus rpg is not that is not the way to play that game um i've been occasionally like sneaking out the couch or um turning on the tv in the bedroom to play it it's installed on like three different devices in my house right now so my man's really started a hundred plus hour jrpg the week god of war ragnarok launches yeah, man, I didn't really think. Baby this girl, through. what is you thinking? <laughs> I didn't think this through. I, in my in my defense, I I literally was like, I've tried starting Persona Five like two or three separate times before, and I've never ever made it like even like halfway through the first dungeon. I'm like, nope, I'm done. There's too much dialogue. I'm good. I'm done. And man, let me tell you, this game sunk its hooks into me. I'm about fifty hours into this game right now, and. I don't know that I've ever quite played a game like this. Um, it is, if you like character-driven stories, let me tell you something. This is one of the most character-driven stories I've ever played. Everyone that you meet and talk to kind of has their own plot line and will give you various perks in battle, even if they cannot actually join your party. Uh, and I really enjoy that. Like, as you level each person up, like, it'll make your fusions stronger, but there's there's base perks that you get also that can even help you outside of uh, outside of battle. And I really enjoy systems like that. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, and this is in stark contrast to the last JRPG I played, which was the Final Fantasy VII Remake, where you have, uh, like, four party members? Yeah, four party members, that's it. Uh, and, well, the dog joins you, like, at the very end, because it's only the first... Uh, third maybe of Final Fantasy Seven. Um, Persona is a really special game, though. I've had a few friends hype it up for a long time. It's a very special game. If you enjoy Japanese culture, if you enjoy anime, um, you enjoy like mysticism. Um, this is probably the game for you. Like, if you've ever been sucked into something like Dungeons and Dragons, this probably will grab you. Um, it is one of the most special games I think I've played in a very long time. I'm years late to the party. I'm playing it because it's on Game Pass. It is the complete edition. It's uh, Persona 5 Royale. And it has been it's been a treat watching some of these characters evolve over the course of the story. A guy that I met in the opening 10 minutes of the game, I was like, man, this guy's a massive dick. I hate this guy. 
has become like one of my favorite dads ever in a video game. Um, the the journey that Sojiro Sakura goes on with the protagonist is very it's it's very special and very near and dear to my heart. Um, I don't know another game where you can romance not only your classmates but also a doctor who dresses like she's going to uh, a metal concert and uh, your teacher. So, um, yeah, they got goth doctor mommies up in here. They've got goth doctor mommies. I'll send you a picture later. Um, (laughs) it's a really special game though. Um, when we get into, uh, the next in between for, uh, for destiny seasons, uh, if you, if you like any of the above things, you like, you like anime, you like Japanese culture, you like JRPGs, you like, uh, goth doctor mommies, or you like, uh, seducing your teacher. This is the game for you. Well, I like at least two of those things, but I I have been curious. I've been Persona 5 curious uh, just by the way that people talk about it and the price is right right now. No, the uh, price is right because the price is free. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I, I will say, like, John, even you, I think would, yeah. I, I think you would enjoy this greatly. Um, just... You, yeah, you know I'm not big into anime. I've never Man. really found a JRPG I, I, I that would, I would me. even go so far as to say you don't need to be into anime as much as, like, you need to be okay with just, like, a shitload of dialogue. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of talking in this game. You have Sir, to... I have listened to every line that... It, every line of the Codex in Mass Effect. I have sat there and played through every entry. Sir. Well... Irregardless, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of talking. Um, if you like visual novels, like Telltale style games, this is great. Um, I mean, your choice. The, the art style looks awesome. The art. I mean, the art style. Way, the... I mean, it's very anime. The cutscenes are literally an anime, um, which is really cool. I enjoy that. Even like the menus and everything. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the stylization, yeah. the UI. The UI is a little funky. Um, I'm 50 hours in this game, and I'm still have very very difficult times trying to find where some of my skills are stashed away at how much do you think of that is because you're playing on your phone while you're very sick um none because i had the same problem when i went to a controller okay fair enough fair enough yeah and to be (laughs) fair um the backbone controller i have does have the uh, exact same layout as an xbox controller um in terms of where the buttons are Mm. it's it's very frustrating um your menu is pulled up by y and not by start Uh, well because start is used as a fast forward through dialogue button (laughs) um back is used for uh pulling up like oh you know call a meeting or things like that i I enjoy how wacky the game is i mean for god's sake you have a talking cat as your companion that's it's pretty fucking great um it's goofy. I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. Like genuinely, some of the funniest shit I've seen in a video game in a very long time uh, is in this game uh, in a few different forms. Uh, the least of which, uh, not the least of which, I guess I should say, is uh, some of the finisher moves that uh, certain pairs of characters will uh, utilize throughout the game. Uh, showstopper moves, which do a ton of damage and uh, are just this wacky cutscene that play out. Uh, that are like based off of movies essentially they all have uh like one of them is called drive hard um and gluttonous bastards um oh god there's a there's a there's a few other ones um hey john got that reference everyone drink 
every, everyone drank indeed uh there's one where you know the the pretty girl and the cat are uh flying down shooting like fucking uzis and dropping bombs at an enemy it's <laughs> it, it's it's great man like it it is it's a perfect blend of very dra- of very dramatic very heartfelt storytelling and just gut busting laughter at times um your game gets richer the more it's one of those games like you want you start out like doing the side stuff because you're like oh okay well i'll do this because like it was suggested to me or like because i feel like i'm being forced to and then you start falling in love with these characters and that's the tricky slope the game is constructed in a way where you cannot do everything on your very first playthrough unless you follow a meticulous guide that tells you exactly what to do at every single step of the game and that's no fun everyone's experience with persona is going to be different um Royale is special because the original game ends at a predetermined time. Royale takes place, uh, that's that's the expansion, takes place after the conclusion of the original game. Um, So it adds another entire semester of the school year on. Um, Which, you know, leads to other hijinks. But you have to achieve the original true ending and have certain relationships with certain characters just to get the option to play that content. Which I think is really cool. Like it kind of, it's kind of a reward for. Hey, how much did you value your relationships with everybody else in this game? Oh, you did. Cool. We're gonna reward you with this. Then we're gonna let you stay in this world a little bit longer. Um, I mean, it's just, it's real, it's really special. I don't know that I'll do new game plus on this just because it's been so fucking long. Um, and I certainly cannot see myself ever playing this again, but, uh, hey, Persona 3 and 4 are coming to Game Pass, and, uh... Yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole family's coming. Everybody's here! Um, (laughs) I will 100% be playing at least Persona 4. I don't know if I'm gonna go all the way back to 3, but I will at least play, I've heard great things about, like, you did about Persona 5, I've heard great things about, uh, for for years um you know that was one of that game really didn't find life in the west until it came to the vita uh with golden so i will i will say this like just to kind of like close out my my thoughts um persona 6 is not only a like day one must play game for me it is now one of those games i will literally drop everything else i'm playing in order to play this game when it comes out um it is, and I know that the cast changes every main game. I'm not ready to say goodbye to these characters. I really hope that they somehow, because this is by far the most popular game in the series. Uh, and Persona is it itself, like a, a an American horror story situation where it's nope. a whole different setting? Or nope. okay, nope. just Br- brand new people. characters, brand new story every time. There are some connections between the games, but they're very minuscule. Um, like the characters themselves really don't show up again. The protagonists don't. Yeah. Uh, Persona 5 is a kind of a special case, though, because so Persona itself is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei, which has never really been super popular in the West, honestly. And Persona itself really wasn't. Persona 5 was a special beast, though. Um, it got overshadowed by it because it came out the same time as Breath of the Wild and Horizon. It got kind of overshadowed by both of those but has just kind of like increased its reputation in the subsequent years and like royale is kind of what caused it to like boil over and like oh my god like you have to play this game like this is the definitive version of one of the best jrpg games of all time uh i would agree with that statement now 
I don't know how far away I am from the end. I would estimate I'm maybe halfway through at like 45 hours. And I feel like I'm flying through parts of this game too. Um, 45 hours in so you're 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 almost almost into act one there i mean it's definitely <laughs> not the end of act one like i i'm definitely in the final act of the original game um but i know that i still have all the content to come afterwards yeah. uh, because i have met most of the requirements at this point to unlock that i i've hit two of the three so i guess i, I would just say all that like if you're if you're looking for a nice long meaty game to sink your teeth into that's one option the other option is uh god of war ragnarok speaking of dads speaking of speaking you of mentioned a dad Madden. like 20 minutes ago but it's speaking of dads can kratos make coffee and curry i didn't think so i'm sure no he, he would just get mad no he can't it. he can't he would get mad at this make this coffee uh <laughs> John, why don't you, in your most non-spoiler way possible, yeah, we don't we don't need anybody to do earmuffs or mute us or anything. Give give me give me a few minutes. Uh, tell me about your experience with Ragnarok so far. I know you've only had like a day or two with it. It came out very late uh, Tuesday night, so we haven't had much time with it at all. It released on a Wednesday for whatever godforsaken reason. Um, Hey, I was there Tuesday, uh, nine o'clock on the dot. How yeah. has this how how has this game been for you so far? Um, you are you're you would estimate you're what about ten hours in probably. Uh, I am at just at eight and a half right eight now. Eight and a half. Okay, yep. I was trying to give a little bit of leeway based on uh, the clip I saw you post last night. Yeah, and I I would I I would say that uh, probably about two hours of that is uh, me being uh, dumb at puzzles, and um, also I'm playing I'm playing through on hard, so taking me a little longer to get through some some combat okay. sections. Than, okay, okay, so the... we can reasonably expect then that John's probably about five six hours into the main narrative. Yeah, okay. yeah, and uh, I I finally got to the first uh, first part of the game. Similarly in. Uh, 2018 yeah when you finally get the world map and and everything kind of opens up i finally got to that point so okay. i've done a fair amount of fucking around and 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 exploring are and... you finding out yet oh i i am finding out uh mm. shit shit's rough out here in 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 the ragnarok verse no it's um it's really hard to talk about because i don't know what to say that you haven't seen in reviews because you can't, I, you I have, can't spoil I, anything i have not read a single review for this game and I do oh. not intend to. I intend on going in as blind as possible. I have watched whatever trailers Sony put out up until... God, I honestly, the only trailer I may have seen for this game was the reveal trailer last fall. That may be oh, the only that's... trailer I've actually watched. Well, um, nuclear hot take here. Video game good. <laughs> no i mean we, we don't need to be like oh my god like josh is trying to stay so pure no i I've, no 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 i'm, I'm joking i've seen but... plenty of like little clips i've seen, I've seen some yeah. ads i just like kind of passively don't watch them i don't really pursue a lot of trailers these days um I, i'm i'm similar when it's something like this yeah that I, I was sold i was sold on this game the second credits rolled on 2018. Well, and that, that's exactly how you know? I feel too. Like I never yeah. cared about God of War before 2018. Like the games were fine. They were fine. Yeah. 
They were. I, I've always been more of an Xbox boy, but God yep. of War yep. before 2018 was always just a. Uh, it looks like a dumb button masher. I, I, couldn't I, I never. I, I enjoyed the story. I didn't enjoy the games themselves. Um, yeah. and Kratos was utterly unlikable in the original games, yeah. which also did not help. Um, he he was a meathead. I basically imagine yeah. him as a. Vin he was Diesel. Sony's Marcus Phoenix. He was right? like Marcus Phoenix had more heart than the original Kratos. <laughs> don't don't put any slander on my man's name, okay? <laughs> Kratos didn't care about any way the way Marcus cared about Dom and the Coltrane, okay? <laughs> I found myself with 2018's game falling in love with Kratos though as a character because I think, and I think oh, I credit a lot of this to Corey Barlock's direction. Yeah, uh, if 100%. it had not been him coming, he. You know, he was the cinematics director at Crystal Dynamics. We all know Corey made his name working at Santa Monica on the original trilogy of God of War games, and then he left. Uh, him and David Jaffe both left. Uh, he went to go work at Crystal Dyna- Dynamics, was the cinematics director for Tomb Raider, which basically means he oversees the story and a lot of the narrative mm. development and whatnot. Uh, it is the role that uh, one Joseph Staten had on the original uh, Halo series. Uh, up until, uh, I believe, Halo 3. I don't think he did ODST or Reach. And then he... Oh, no, he did. He did do those, actually. I take that back. He did it for the original... For the first five Halo games. And he did it for Destiny 1. He was the, he was set to be the uh, the head of story for Destiny 1 uh, before Activision fired him. So... It's a very important job, obviously. But these games, I don't think... I don't think they have their heart without Corey. Similar to how I don't think that um, The Last of Us has its heart without Neil Druckmann. Uh, yeah. being and and the amazing that. voice cast. Well, the amazing, I, I mean, and that that's the other thing that, that I want to get yeah. to is um, Christopher Judge and, uh, oh God, what's his name? I'm bl- completely blanking on uh, Atreus. Atreus' is actor. Uh, Sonny Stevens, is that who it is? Um I'm terrible at name at remembering. I'm gonna, I'm gonna names, do a quick so. Google while we're talking about this. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's the, Ragnarok. The, yeah, Ragnarok. Um, you know, I, I I tweeted something similar to this last night because, like I said, it's hard to it's hard to say what's so cool about it. Sunny Soljic. Anything? Sunny Soljic. There you go. There you go. Sorry, yeah. not Sunny they're, Stevens. That's a. Ooh, their dynamic is is incredible, and it continues to be incredible. You know, but um, Christopher Judge's ability to emote so much through a video game character with a grunt you know it's so it's so hard to 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 explain but if you've played 2018 you know what i'm talking about and um ragnarok continues the excellence as a video game you know the graphics Mm -hmm. are just beautiful the the combat is awesome as it ever was there's fun new twists on your powers um again i'm only in the beginnings of the first act of the game so who knows what surprises i, I have uh, right. looking forward to me there was surprised that there's um this may turn some people off but if you know how i play destiny i am very excited there's actually some build crafting going on in god of war ragnarok with armor sets and in different ways that you can upgrade your skills and they, they went a little deeper in that and that's fun but my God, what sets this game apart is just the writing, the voice acting, the story. There's the, the characters in this goddamn video game. You know, I wish I had more friends who played Sony uh, games like this. M- almost all of my friends are exclusively Xbox. 
Um, so not mm-hmm. many of my personal real life friends are, are playing God of War. Every five minutes, I want my poor girlfriend is sitting here watching me play through this. We just played through the 2018 um, yeah. last month to get ready for this. Every five minutes, I am pressing pause, looking at her with a big, dumb, shit-eating grin on my face. From little little quips between characters mid-combat to huge reveals, you know, just every every moment that a character is talking on the screen uh, in this game, I am paying attention and, and so excited to see what they have to say. Um, I cannot wait to see where this story goes. Um, matter of fact, I'm looking at my PlayStation right now. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 great. I've been looking forward to this for four and a half years. Um, I will be shocked if this game does not get game of the year, frankly. Um, so that that was that was kind of the next question I wanted to ask uh, because I, as we all know, uh, very well documented, I have not played Elden Ring yet, um, which I have shame. a <laughs> man. I'm trying to figure out when I can cram that in. I have a feeling that that might be what takes up my December at this point. Um, and if, if you if you need a battle buddy, Josh, I am I am ready, willing, and able no to jump back into the I've pain. I've had no less than a dozen <laughs> people tell me that they will jump in and play Elden Ring with me, which should speak to its you know enduring popularity. Um, yeah. Elden Ring is. I want to know amazing. how I want to know how it stacks up because some of the phrases that we had thrown around for Elden Ring were uh, early contender for game of the generation. Uh, one of the singular greatest achievements of the medium ever. Um, Something that transcended uh, popular culture. And I mean, to be fair, that game selling uh, 15 million copies in less than six months is fucking wild. That's fucking wild. I don't care any way you slice it. Like that's Grand Theft Auto numbers, man. That's Call of Duty numbers for us for a Souls game, which I normally detest. Yes, and we (laughs) for for reference, we just got the updated numbers for God of War's (laughs) lifetime sales last week, and it sits at a uh, cool crisp twenty three million, which is insane when you think about uh, when that came out. There were an estimated about one hundred and fifteen million PlayStation Four sold. So. About one in every four and a half consoles bought a brand new copy of this game. That's not counting used copies, obviously, or people who played it with a buddy. That is an insane attachment rate. That does not yeah. happen. I want to bought a whole ass PS Five to to play this game at launch. It is true. <laughs> you you absolutely did do that. I want to know how this stacks up because these are at this point like it's these two and then everything else. Yeah. After Marvel Snap, of course. Listen, listen. <laughs> there will be no Marvel Slap slander. Marvel Snap slander tonight on this show. Oh, absolutely not. I'm saying Ragnarok and Elden Ring are fighting for second place that's, under the that's superior right. Game. That's right. No, um, got, they're they're amazing for completely different reasons, and it really. I could foresee if we wanted to get all into predictions on a, at least Jeff Keeley's show. You know, I could see maybe God of War winning everything but Game of the Year, then they give Game of the Year to Elden Ring. I don't know. It's it's they're they are amazing for completely different reasons, but they are both spectacular. Uh, Elden Ring is amazing in the same way that Skyrim or Oblivion or whatever your first Bethesda game was, yeah. where it's just a world where you just get lost like a little kid in a sandbox for weeks and weeks and weeks, and every. Every game session, you find something. You think you've figured out how the game works. You think you've seen everything, and it still manages to 
rip those expectations out from under you and throw you into something completely different. There's something behind every corner, you know, that level of exploration. Um, and then God of War is more like a Mass Effect 2, you know, just pitch perfect story and narrative and fun combat and characters you care about, you know, um, a world you think about when you're not playing it, you know, you're running through the combat. Not that the combat is bad. The combat's spectacular. I'm running through the combat to get to the next story beat. You know, I'm, I'm whipping this dude's ass so I can get through that and see what, uh, my two favorite dwarves have to say or insert a million, you know, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's uh, it's this generation's Mass Effect Two and Skyrim. There, that's the that's the best way to put this uh, title fight for Game of the Year. Yeah. They're both amazing for completely different reasons. So I I, w- I would ask this: Um, does God of does Ragnarok set a new standard for what we should expect from a console exclusive? Similar to how I would say the last console exclusive that I think shifted the the argument in this way was probably the switch launching with breath of the wild yeah i would um i would put that up there that 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 like this is this is pretty easily like the reason to go buy one of these new consoles right now is god of war yeah Yeah, absolutely um yeah i I, it it's it definitely sets the bar i mean i i've 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 heard the term quadruple a (laughs) and laughed at it this yes. is kind of the closest I think I can point to. Uh, is is this just everything works? There's the performance is perfect. The um, quality of life changes are 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 fantastic. One little thing I'll shout out is um, either your boy or uh, Mimir will shout out when you don't have a thing for a puzzle, so you don't sit there fucking with something for twenty minutes before you realize you don't have the 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 doohickey. Yeah, I appreciate things like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know. Just, just everything. It's like they thought of everything. I haven't, you know, I if I can critique one thing about this game, the menu design. The menu design's a little, little cluttered, little weird. I, I play Destiny two as a, as a, you know, uh, as a second job basically, and even I'm like, okay, where, wait, where the fuck? How do, how do I get to this? What does this do? Yeah, you know, it's a little complex, um, especially for a game like this. Um, but if that's my biggest complaint, uh, eight and a half hours in. For a seventy dollar uh, video game, I, I think we're doing pretty good. I would agree. Um, one more, I, I said so, so. One more. Let me. Let me. I'm trying to figure out one more thing to end this conversation because that was a really good note to end this on. Um, Can I just appreciate as a Titan main? Um, am, Am I allowed to talk about things that have been in the main cinematic, like the main reveal trailer? If it's trailer, been I in can... trailers, I have no problem with you bringing it up. Thor is amazing. Thor's Their amazing. rendition of Thor is yeah. awesome. So, so awesome. is this is this on uh, is this on par with Balder? Yes, much more so. This is because uh, Jeremy this... Davies fucking crushed that. He did. He did. Um, Thor is a is a big dude. It is, yeah. it is, it is weird to see Kratos look small, you know, next to someone. Um, it is, uh, and I know everyone said, oh, this isn't your Barbie, Chris Hemsworth Thor. I love Chris Hemsworth Thor. I don't, I, I can say good things about this. Who doesn't this, like Chris shit. Hemsworth Thor? 
I don't have to shit on Chris Hemsworth to say this is cool. It's just very different. This is definitely very much mythology Thor. Yeah. And Thor is a piece of shit, right? He's kind of a dick. <laughs> that, that's kind the of, whole point. Is. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of Marvel's Thor, right? Is that he went through a growth period there where he lost his magic hammer and had to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. But it's really fun in this world, especially where you know, obviously Kratos' whole thing is that all gods suck, and Thor definitely. Uh, Thor and Odin definitely keep up to it, but their design, their voice acting, um, the way that they're used in the beginning of this game, I have a feeling we won't really see much of them until later. But, um, you know, the, the way that they're introduced is just pitch perfect. And to the point that I, I played about two hours um, Tuesday night and then I had to get up really early for work the next day. So I had to call it when I got home the next night. I almost wanted to start the game over just to go through that again. Mm hmm. <laughs> The, if that doesn't, you know, speak to, to uh, how good. So, that for is. the record, you are the second person to tell me that the opening two hours is just masterful. Um, yeah. Uh, our friend Ray texted me and said, uh, in the middle of the night, he stayed up to play it, and he goes, uh, "He says, Josh, this is the best movie I've ever seen." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "The first two hours of God of War Ragnarok." <laughs> um. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing if he still thinks that after seeing Wakanda Forever tonight. Um, oh, I'm excited. That That's me tomorrow. I want everyone here and you to know I skipped Wakanda to be with here with you tonight. I want everybody to know that I had tickets to go see Wakanda forever tonight and I can't because, uh, well, it's plague. COVID o'clock. Um, let's, let's hit some questions. Let's hit some questions before uh, we do lower corner and get out of here. I did not realize how long we've been going. Um, Can I give one last final tip on God of War before we move on? Final tip and then we're out of here. Okay. Uh, don't get hit by Mjolnir. That hurts. Noted. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, first question tonight, reader mail, comes to us from Ronnie. Out of all the titles you've gotten, which one means the most to you? And it's a two-part question. So, let's answer this one first. I think I have a feeling I know what John's is. Iron Lord. Oh, that's not the one I was going to guess. Okay. No, I'm joking. Uh, it, it's Conqueror. Yeah, it's kind of that. That's the one um, I figured. <laughs> that uh, you know, maybe me and 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 shout out to my 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 main my main dangerous knights crew, uh, Phil and Max. The amount of work that it took us to get Conqueror uh, last year was insane, but it was the most fun I've had in Destiny in a long time. Uh, and it sounds weird, but I guess we're sadistic. But spending three and a half weeks figuring out how to do one Grandmaster is one hundred percent my shit. Nope. And uh, <laughs> uh, we did it before all your your fancy uh, subclass 3.0s and exotic primary buffs and, you know. I don't fucking care. Back um, in my day, no. <laughs> my, mine is Undying. Um, for, oh, yeah. For, for similar sentiments, it was the first time uh, titles were like super excited. It's either that or it's Wayfinder because Wayfinder meant a lot to me too. Uh, I have something that like almost nobody else has. I killed yep. myself to get that. Me and Phil killed ourselves to finish those titles up. Um, but Undying, I will forever remember. Um, you had to do a Master Nightfall, and that was like the equivalent of a Grandmaster at that point. Just like yep. beating our dicks. That was like the true before any buffs. Um, and we so the, did it. And we did it on Scarlet Keep. We did it too, on the Scarlet the Keep. Week, <laughs> the last week, like the second to last night, like I had resigned myself to not being able to get Undying, and then yep. uh, John texted me kind of out of nowhere. I had just moved. We had just moved to Austin, 
John texted me and was like, Hey man, uh, we were going to try and take another stab at uh, the master nightfall tonight, but uh, you know, Max can't make it. Can you come do it? You want to come sit in with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And uh, we didn't, or it was, it was an afternoon, excuse me, Max was at work. We didn't get it banged out, but we almost did. We made it to the boss room like three different times. Then we sat down and nailed it first try the next night. Yep. I will I remember, remember I remember texting you walking home in the rain mm-hmm. from Dungeons and Dragons saying it's go time. Hashladoon is Hashladun. Let's get this. <laughs> uh for for reference on how bad this was, uh Phil was basically keeping me alive because I am a I'm a very soft hunter. John got booped off the end. So we were running out of lives, and of course the respawn was in just a god-awful location. We primaried her to death. We yep. primaried Hashladoon to death. Phil and I did, just like praying that we could do it. We got you up somehow, and then we got booped right as we got the final shots off. Yep, I'll never forget that. I threw a void grenade. I was on I was on Sentinel yep. Shield and I was just hip firing uh, an LMG as I flew off the edge. She <laughs> that was when my strategy was to run time. edgewise in a nightfall, <laughs> by the way. Fucking edgewise, oh, man. That... I was running Ostringer and uh and uh oh come on, what's the energy hand cannon, our first exotic uh Ariana's? season pass? Yeah, I was running Ostringer and Ariana's Vow for Unstoppable and, and Anti-Barrier and uh, and a fucking Dude, it, it was it was so bad. <laughs> it, it is like one of the worst things that's ever happened. It soured me on Champions forever. That's that's where the <laughs> hatred was born at, was in that moment. Um, Ronnie has another question for us, though, John. Okay. He's got another question for us here. Part two to this. If you could come up with a title name, what would it be and how would we get it? Oh, God. I could not think of a suitable answer for this this week. I, I, I've I'm been not looking sure. at this question for three days, and I cannot think of one. How wild would it be to have a static title? Something really crazy. Like, you get some sort of monk-sounding title for having a completely empty vault. Goes away if you put something in your vault. That would be wild. Something like that, you know what I mean? Something really Similarly, crazy. Similarly, I think see someone. Should, I think there should be one if your vault is always full. I think you should have order. <laughs> glutton or something. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, we would. Our friend Phil would have to be equipped with that all the time. <laughs> it would be gilded every season. Every season, gilded glutton. <laughs> um, I, I see. I think something like that, like the kind of like along with the lines where we were talking with Palesto, like live changes i think that would be yeah. really cool like in the future and that's just like a little bit of text i don't know how difficult that would be but um that's why i enjoyed that they did the um oh what's the gunsmith one that you can get um oh dead eye dead eye dead eye i want yeah. I, I, I was wanting to say hawkeye and i was like no <laughs> same thing same div <clears throat> um yeah uh, that's why i like that one i think that was like kind of substituted and is like hey here's the one for like everybody to go earn um yeah i don't really have an answer to this though like i I think static titles is is a good answer though i like that it'd be a fun interesting thing instead of all all titles being you did these 10 triumphs i agree you know uh tiger jesus asks uh do we think next season's artifact mods are going to be the greatest hits of the year or are we going to have something broken like particle deconstruction um 
I want to say it's going to be greatest hits. They really want you to play with those 3.0 subclasses before Strand gets here. I'm going to go a different direction. I figured uh, Stasis... I, I I figured Stasis would get a big highlight next season um, since it has been a whole year of... Uh... Well, so I kind of thought that, and then they... Just last week, they said, uh, we're not going to take a major pass on Stasis until after uh, Strand. So I think that like kind of killed that for me. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, we'll see. I would like for it let... to be a greatest hits of this year, though. There's not a whole lot this year that I like fell in love with, but if Particle Deconstruction came back, I would not complain. Let me keep lightning strikes twice for another season. I ain't mad. No, I wouldn't be mad about that either. Um, not really a question. This from Joe Asus. Not really a question, but rank these in order from best to worst. Unstoppable, Overload, Anti-Barrier, Berserker, Hive Guardian. Oh, fuck off, Joe. No, just kidding. I love you, Joe. Love you, Joe. So, I mean, uh, best, ha- best has to be Anti-Barrier. Yeah. It's the least finicky of any of these. Uh, I'm gonna no. I, I'm gonna go unstoppable. Oh, barriers can be off. fucky. Barriers can be so unstoppable, fucky. You, you, bro. That unstoppable. Listen, the unstoppable ogres in Kingsfall have made me set a bump. Uh, unstoppable down a notch or two. The amount of times well, I have died looking down the barrel of my unstoppable shoddy, and they just don't fucking stop. That's one weird bug in one weird location. Normally, it's a weird bug I, in every location, John. <laughs> You stun them and do damage. They don't. They're the only ones that don't heal. You have to reload when a barrier puts its barrier up. Like Whoop! Stun for me ever. <laughs> Although I will say, unstoppable glaves were pretty great. Yeah, and that was big fun. fan. He every time we have unstoppable solar, just, just beat his ass. Um, yep. So okay, unstoppable I'm gonna, solar I'm, melees are always fun. I, too. I'm going anti barrier, unstoppable hive guardian. What's a berserk? What's a berserker here? Yeah, I, I was I was hoping you would say I, so. I, I, didn't I sound kind stupid. of like don't know what Berserker is. So, but there's so. Oh wait, was that what? What were the things in uh, Scourge of the Past? Those those weird fallen things you had to shoot in the front, and the back. That's a Berserker. I'm gonna put Berserker. Is that a Berserker? Here. Berserker is going at number four because the last one absolutely has to be Overload. Fuck Overload. Yeah. Overload is the worst. Unless you have Divinity, which is the ultimate anti-Overload gun. <laughs> that everything else is useless overload trace rifles are the only thing that work um zao ambrosia writes in if your guardian had a theme song for when they entered the room or the battlefield what would it be i want john's answer here first because i've got i've got two Oh God, you're putting me on the spot. I'm putting here. you on the spot because I've I've got two. I have thought frequently about what would my guardian's walk up music be. Oh, it's definitely powered up by Cobra Man. Ooh, that okay. Cobra Man fucks. So Cobra Man's <laughs> always a good choice. Um so I, I gotta go with I got I have two different ones because it depends on the activity. So if I'm be if I if I'm assembling the raid team, we're flying in. We're all you know. We're meeting up in orbit, and then we're flying in. It's when the levee breaks by Led Zeppelin, and it's just the intro. It's like the minute long intro. <laughs> My other one. This is like this is for when I you know I get summoned at ungodly hours of the night by some people, or I get uh, hey. shanghaied into joining a raid that I had no intention of doing. Hey, I like to think that my guardian has a playlist. 
and then he turns it on and it somehow always goes to one of two songs and it, it it's either won't get fooled again by the who or it's black betty <laughs> because let me tell you something i think my guardian gets down on having to fly in to save the raid at the last minute <laughs> I've also watched a lot of Top Gun Maverick, in case you have not picked up on that yet. I should probably watch that at some point. Great. They have an entire sequence set to Won't Get Fooled Again. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Baba O'Reilly also works. Really anything from Who's Next works. Uh, I love <laughs> The Who. He also asks, John, well, so John, I have to ask this question. Are you a Mountain Dew connoisseur? I am not. Unless... Unless I am getting T-Bell, then Baja Blast is the only answer. Because we had a question, which is, if you drink Mountain Dew, what's your top five flavors? If you don't drink Mountain Dew, what's your top five sodas? So we'll, we'll do this two different ways. John, you you can give us your top five sodas, and I'll do top five Mountain Dews. Josh, I'm going to have to be a conscientious objector here. I don't really drink soda. God damn it. Well, John, we're not asking you your five favorite beers, so... <laughs> Yeah, I drink I drink alcohol, coffee, and seltzer water. That's uh, that's 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 to, uh... to be to be fair, it's kind of the same <laughs> here. Um, so about the... <laughs> I'm very much Ted Lasso when it comes to uh, seltzer waters. Um, oh, oh God, the bubbles, the bubbles! I forgot about the bubbles. Um, <laughs> God, top five Mountain Dew flavors. Okay, so um in number five i mean you you can't you can't go wrong uh you, you gotta get the the classic the og no not even the og i'm gonna go live wire here i'm gonna go live wire oh no live wire at number five go the original classic mountain dew at number four <clears throat> number three is code red i love me some shout code, out to code red. red shout out to fucking code red powered my high school gaming nights <clears throat> number two I'm going Baja Blast. Baja Blast at number two. Baja Blast I'm is waiting two. on bated breath. <clears throat> John, we have a tie at number one. Oh. So first off, we have to go with the original King of Mountain Dew. The 2007 Halo 3 edition Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Pulling out. Which is to this day the greatest soda I've ever had. I forgot it had its own flavor. I'll be real. I just it had okay. its own flavor, yeah. and it, it they had to start calling it Game Fuel Classic because every time they did Game Fuel, they always did a new flavor, and everyone just wanted the Halo flavors again. I'm very <laughs> upset that they no longer make it. If they do, I have never been able to find it. My tie for number one, though, John, this is one that'll appeal to your interest and might get you drinking Mountain Dew again. Hard Mountain Dew, baby. Hard what? Mountain Dew. I had completely forgot this existed. So listen, oh, we're not just going Hard Mountain Dew. We're going Hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Son of a bitch. Listen. I'm furious. I'm furious. I may have driven across the border to Oklahoma to go buy a case of this. <laughs> because they don't sell it in Texas yet. Uh, okay, so I want to want to complain to Mountain Dew for a second. Pepsi Co. Uh, Pe Pepsi Frito Lay. I hope you guys are listening to this. Texas is like I don't know the state I would most stereotypically assume would have some sort of alcoholic Mountain Dew beverage. With how much we like high school football down here, how much underage drinking clearly happens in the state of Texas. And just how many lonely nerds there are. You would think there would... There's a Taco Bell on almost every corner in this state. You think we would have hard Baja Blast by now. 
John, are you still there? Okay, I'm going to assume John is there because I still hear him going. Um, yeah, Frito Lay, make it happen. Give me, uh, give, give me some Baja, give me some Baja Blast, some hard Baja Blast. Uh, we have one more question, one final question, John. You ready? Okay, final question is for forgive all the times that I just asked if John was ready because I could not I could hear like very brief noises in the background but I could not vamp on Mountain Dew for two more minutes. Um <laughs> we we have a longtime listener first time caller from I am Corey in HD. Whoa. Corey Deering writes into the show and goes, "Josh, what are your top 5 Earl of Sandwich sandwiches?" A1 Johnny, what are your five favorite sandwiches from an inferior place? <laughs> this is this, this is rude because I've never I've never had the opportunity listen, to hit up I, an Earl sandwich. Listen, I, I I love the Earl. I really do. But man, I they took my favorite sandwich off the menu, so the Earl is not it's not as high on my list anymore. Even though I still love it, it's still not it's not as high up on my list anymore. Because let's be honest, they don't have some of my favorite sandwiches there. You can't get a good Cubano there. You can't get a Bami there. You can't get the Hawaiian barbecue anymore. It's just, it, it's all going downhill from here. It's not the same. It's not the same. I'm very upset. Uh, so, I mean, like, listen, like, I've already listed those three as, like, three of my favorite sandwiches. I mean, you got to go with a classic Italian beef also. You got to have one of those in there. And then, I mean, like, what what else am I going to do? I'm going to go with a classic. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a club. I like a good club sandwich, but not just any club sandwich. I like going to the sandwich shop that's not too far from me. It is a chain. I forgive you. Forgive me that it's not an actual deli. I live in fucking Texas. We don't have delis, unfortunately, but it's a king club and it's the amount of meat and stuff that you would get on a club, but doubled. And it's fantastic. Damn. And I love that. I love having a ton of meat on my sandwich, which is why I don't like going to Subway. Um, I would say, though, if I was going to go to Subway, I would order a Danger Witch. A Danger Witch? I've never heard of this. You ever do anything dangerous, John? Oh, I do dangerous shit all the time. Whew. Not not go to Subway, Whew. though. Spicy. <laughs> I'll uh, I will send you the video that I'm referencing, but um, Russell Wilson did a uh, Subway commercial earlier this year for his signature sandwich, the Danger Witch, and it's like the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen. And I need you to watch this because <laughs> Chelsea's getting really annoyed that I keep quoting this commercial to her. Like I just I'll like lean over when she's like half asleep, and I'll go, "You ever done anything dangerous?" And she's just like, "I'm going to kill you." I'm going to kill you if you whisper that into my ear one more time. It's like, it's spicy. <laughs> you know, there's this one time. No, not too dangerous. It's great. It's great. John, top five, top five favorite types of sandwiches. God, uh, Corey, uh, I don't you know. Need, I hope you need yeah. to know like types of sandwiches that you like. Like, do you like clubs? Do you like bahmeens? What do you like, man? Um, I've never had a bahmeen. God, but I would Phil. I'm I would hearing do... Phil's disappointment from here. <laughs> I'm feeling it. 
I like a good pastrami. Okay. I like a good, okay. uh, you know, I like a good tuna melt, I guess. But maybe it's because I'm on the West Coast. Most of the time, if I'm going out for food, I'm going to go get a burrito. You know, uh, is a burrito a sandwich? Is no. this a philosophical question no. we can open up? No, right it is here? not. I, listen, I have a th- <laughs> I live in Texas. I'm taking authority on this. I'm going to take action on this. A burrito is not a sandwich. <laughs> As someone who puts anything he can into a tortilla, it is not a sandwich. Is absolutely not a sandwich. Oh god. Okay, so it's not a technical sandwich, but listen, I do like waffle sandwiches. Okay. Ooh. I I I am a fairly large individual. You can tell I've had a few waffle sandwiches in my life, but I like the spicy chicken waffle sandwich that you can get at Disney World, which Corey said he was going to get one in honor of me, and I don't know if he's gotten it yet or not. And then there is a bre- there's a brunch joint by me that does a there they do two different types of sandwiches. They do one that is a wa- it's a Belgian waffle sandwich. So it's Belgian waffles on the top and on the bottom. It's got a fried egg inside, it's got cheese, it's got uh, some thick cut ham, and then they do either um, bacon or sausage in it also. Phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. Dusted yeah. with powder. It all sugar. sounds bomb phenomenal but uh, i don't need anything the rest of the day or for like the next day because it's so much food the other one is they do a french toast one and let me tell you that like i saw god when i ate this sandwich i'm not a religious individual but it damn near made me go to church john Yeah, no, I uh, I live in a tiny coastal town, so it's not like I had. You know, John's I, favorite one... sandwiches or whatever he can pick up at the store. Yep, there there is one sandwich shop, one sub shop, and uh, if it's any time during the summer, uh, it's about a forty five minute wait because for whatever reason, the tourists that come through here to get to the sand dunes uh, love that joint. But when I do go there, I get the same thing every time because I'm just that kind of guy. What do you and get? A, uh, a good pastrami. The, uh, sometimes I get a pastrami, but but no, I get a uh, it's it's roast beef. Yep. It's barbecue sauce. Yep. Jalapenos. Okay. And melted cheddar. Spicy. I'm a big fan of spice. Spicy. I like it. Well, John, it's getting to be that time. We have one it final is. thing to do because it it is quite late. <laughs> My time. We've been going for almost two hours. Uh, we have a lore corner tonight. And what would Lore Corner be if we did not talk about Telesto tonight? Here, We've here. never actually read the lore for Telesto on the show. And I have to find it. I have this new fancy book. I can I, hear the pages. I'm excited. Yeah, I kind of forgot that uh, we weren't going to do video tonight. I, uh, I got my fancy exotic collection book in the mail the other day. And I was very excited about this. I'm trying to remember what season. So, there we go. I found it. I found Celesto. Uh, this is a very weird and awkward book to hold because it's not a big art book. It's as it's a skinny one. It's like half the size of a normal art book, and it's really annoying. I don't know how this is going to go on my shelf ever. Huh. Um, but Telesto. Vestiges of the Queen's Harbingers yet linger among Saturn's moons. <sighs> Public Key 053-689-DWS Regal from Paladin Kamala Rior to Acting Regent Petrovenge. Subject, Prison of Elders Containment Risk. Message is, 1. Contingency reserves overdrawn. We understand nobility troth reparations. Aldrin suggests we open reintegration talks. 
Have you discussed endowment support? Two, if Reef endorses support, Paladin Oran will engineer reinforcement. Message ends. So this is, I mean, largely inconsequential, but this was the beginning of laying the seeds for Forsaken. This was uh, back in good old Curse of Osiris, a solid uh, eight or nine months before we uh, unfortunately met up with Aldrin again. But this was kind of starting to plant the seeds that maybe he wasn't dead like we all assumed after the Taken King. Uh, and we would later get that confirmed when we went to Mars and found his ship in the Lost Sector. But I find it very interesting because this is a weapon that has always been closely aligned with the Reef. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we originally got this either in House of Wolves or in uh, the Taken King, one of the two. And almost all the ornaments for this are Reef-themed. Uh, yeah. It yeah. very much seems like, and you know, with the way that the constellations seem to be firing out of the gun as of late... That just is another link in the long legacy of this gun. Uh, but this is really the first time that we find out that Petra is really the acting regent. Like, she's actually been in command of the Reef because they assumed that Aldrin was dead until he showed up. But by the time he showed up, he'd already been taken. So, or not taken, but he'd been corrupted. Yeah. And, you know, Fickroll and all of them. So... It's interesting to see, like, we talk about Bungie laying seeds, and that's why I didn't fret too much about this season with the Nezerak stuff, because it's very clearly planting the seed for something bigger. Now, whether we find out what that is at the end of this season, or next season, or in Lightfall, like, cool, but it's another mystery to unravel in this universe. And I think this is this is a great entry in the story of Destiny's most, maybe not its most famous gun, but definitely its most notorious. Um, I've never seen an item cause as much problems in a game as telesto has <laughs> they'll release a patch that has nothing to do with telesto and suddenly telesto gives you infinite supers when you shoot your friend with it or something you know it's... yeah and it's it's so weird like who who even thinks to do this shit like who even thinks to check some that's, of this stuff that's why they knew we would find the telesto thing because i am sure there is at least at very bare minimum a dozen people that try to shoot telesto at stuff every patch just to see if it's broken oh absolutely absolutely well john i think it's that time for us to get on out of here i want to thank everybody for listening tonight i would say and or watching but there's never watching when i host just listening uh john you want to tell the people where they can find you uh they can find me in midgard how about that they can find john in midgard that's uh one hell of an exit uh well for that you know you can find me uh hanging out in uh, greater shibuya uh for another week or so uh but no really uh you can find me on twitter for until they go bankrupt uh, or it gets <laughs> overrun by uh accounts pretending to be george w bush um at josh underscore finn two ends um i implore you to join our discord um we're gonna probably be uh promoting it a little bit more here on the show uh than we typically do uh we usually do a plug at the end we're probably going to do a few more plugs just because uh, it's going to be a little bit harder. Uh, Twitter, I think, has become the kind of the main lifeline that Corey and I like to interact with everybody through, whether it's through the uh, show account or through our personal ones. Um, and I know I talk to a lot of you on there. Uh, we have started shifting a lot of our conversations away from uh, Twitter. Andre, you know, you're one of the guys I talk to uh, pretty regularly. We've kind of shifted over to uh, Discord messages. You know, feel free to shoot me a message on Discord if you got you know, questions or you want to chat. Um, I'm notoriously bad about checking my DMs on uh, Discord, but I need to get a lot better if Twitter's really going to go under. Um, Why, is something, something going on at Twitter, John? Something's going on at Twitter, John. Well, I don't know what it is, but it ain't good. It's all bad. 
It's all bad. In the words of Charles Boyle, it's all groin stuff, Jake. It's all groin stuff. Um, but come to the Discord, hang out with me, hang out with Corey, Johnny, Nerd. Uh, a lot of the people that every single question you just heard was submitted through our Discord. Uh, I don't think we've asked for questions on Twitter in a hot minute. Uh, even before all this started happening, uh, we were starting to ask them on Discord more. Um, we're enjoying the community we built up over there. Uh, we're going to be firing some things back up, coming up with the uh, the new season that'll be starting. There'll be a new dungeon. I'm sure we're all going to want to do dungeon runs and do some raid runs to get those pinnacles going and the craftable deep stone weapons, um, you know, over the holidays. And uh, there may just be something that uh, Corey and Nerd and I have been cooking up uh, as oh. a uh, holiday event. I'm going to try and uh, solidify that here in the next week or two. Um but it's going to be absolutely absurd when we do it. So, John, thank you for your time tonight. As always, yep. it's it's always a pleasure having you on. Sorry that we didn't have any weapons to talk about, but we had a uh, we had some really great conversations about. I mean, we talked about the best weapon. We talked about Celesto. We talked about the state of the game. Of course, we implored you guys to go play Persona Five and God of War Ragnarok, and then uh, had some fun listener questions. So, until then, until next time, take care, stay safe. We will see you star side. And if you live in one of the states that is lucky enough to have hard Baja blast, go have one for John and I. <laughs> Thank you. Boy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs>